Critical race theory is all the rage lately. And while everybody is on the internet talking about it, they're not making a whole lot of sense about it. So we're going to attempt to cut through all the weeds and discuss why dismantling it is a good thing and why we agree with so many Republican states agreeing not to teach it. Then we're going to delve into CNN and their ratings drop and how amongst their ratings drop, the leader is Brian Stelter and why he's been under a lot of fire lately from Joe Rogan and apparently C-SPAN viewers. And then finally, we're going to talk about Bill Maher once again because he seems to be hitting all of the home runs when it comes to the culture war. And he does another one with talking about culture and cultural appropriation on his show, Real Time with Bill Maher. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is RX Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Going over to our website, that's hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip hop music, go to any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. Lots in store today. Lots in store. Um, a lot of cultural heavy material. Um, uh, a lot of interesting stuff and some uh, topics that have been all the rage uh, critical race theory everybody's talking about it everybody has something to say about it not a lot of people know what it is so we're gonna we're gonna Pretty discuss cool. that and uh, I think we're gonna start the episode off with that because it's kind of the most um, meaty of of our three topics so right off the bat what are your thoughts on critical race theory and what do you what do you think about it i mean i think do that you, you know what it is right yeah yeah uh, it's it's well now they're trying to apply it to schools but it's been around since like the 80s or 70s so i feel like all these ideas like intersectionality critical race theory all this stuff that didn't work during times of great prosperity because it's all bullshit and people were like, oh, shit's good. And they're worried about making money, you know, prospering, you know, doing whatever makes them happy. It all comes back <laughs> when things are really bad, you know? Mm-hmm. Or when you want to find excuses. And I feel like if it was created that far, like that long time ago, and it didn't work, and it didn't, and it failed to have an audience, it, it would beg for someone to actually check into it read about it and and see for themselves instead of just accepting like oh yeah well you know critical race theory equality equity you know this is why black people are here this is why white people are here like let's 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 read into where where it started and and why it didn't work or why it didn't have any like fans to begin with yeah and what you find out is it's a lot of like boogeyman type shit 
like yeah in the shadows type shit like the white people are in the shadows well, controlling it, the strings well and it, it, a lot of it is not based off of anything factual that's why they can't legitimately yeah. call it anything but a theory yeah and i think that's where a lot of people that are getting hung up on the issue they're void of that fact is that well this is a lot of theories this is not necessarily like anything factual yes did slavery take place yes that is factual was there um things to oppress black people yes that is factual but critical race theory and how it is or would be applied to today theoretically that is not factual that is a matter of perception really uh and i think a lot of people that attempt to make it a legitimate cause if you will they don't like they don't delve into that and again they more or less let their their perception of the subject take over their thought process they get tunnel vision about it and then they get upset when people don't want to buy into that same perception because we do live in a time where perception rather than fact is what is dictating a lot of things a lot of the direction that we're going in culturally for example we have like the whole fat acceptance movement that also is a matter of perception because the whole thing is like well i'm big and i'm beautiful and this and that well, you're entitled to have that perception yeah. and you're entitled for like, and the people that share that perception with you are also entitled to that, but you're not going to sit here and tell me as a man that that's what I'm attracted to. You know what I'm exactly, saying? Exactly. Yeah. You're not, that's, that's where, that's where, <laughs> that's why something like that, like is dangerous like if that were to be taught rather than like nutrition and health and fitness if people if 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 that starts to become a school of thought based off of perception oh well this is this is um this is uh uh you know what we're gonna teach and this is what you know uh, what we want to go for is like well again that's something theoretic it's a theoretical approach but that's not there's nothing factual about it yeah and when reality hits, and it, and, it, yeah. and then it becomes a little bit dangerous and as i was just about to go there when yeah. reality hits it can get dangerous yeah. which is where we're at with critical race theory because yeah. it in a sense teaches hatred like yeah if from through assumption through through assumption and through perception exactly yeah. like yeah. if if I'm a teacher and I have a a classroom that's a diverse classroom and you know I have you know some some uh, Latino kids some black kids some white kids and I start teaching this stuff essentially what it starts to do is it starts to implement like a degree of hatred in the minds of the Latino and the black kids towards the white kids based off of something that those white kids had nothing to do with number one yeah in fact that shit was so long ago their parents didn't have anything to do with it but yet we're yeah. we're constantly trying to perpetuate well like i said hatred and then on the flip side it's it's implementing the idea to the latino and the black kids 
that somehow some way they're victims and like yeah without saying it in so many words you're less than yeah yeah and 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 it from 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 then you use these theories to say like like the the little podcast oh it was like a little audio episode from apple news like if you pay for the subscription they usually have like little audio interviews and stuff like that you get where the georgia laws are now 20 the 2021 version of jim crow laws right and it's like well hold on hold on now we're now we're starting to delve into the what's not real <laughs> and this is not true and and so many people that can be impressionable or, or, or like not even pay attention to the details of it they'll be like oh wow look look what they're doing in georgia they're trying to suppress the black vote when in reality i think that having a voter id or, or, or having an id to be able to vote that's i mean you need an rational. ID to see a rated R movie. Yeah. So is that is that oppression? Is that Jim Crow? I'm, I'm oppressed. You know what I'm saying? So, it's it's yeah. ridiculous. the 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 idea that that is even compared yeah. to Jim Crow. But that's again, that's the stuff that critical race theory attempts to. Uh, it blows. It blows things. Yeah. It, it makes out mountains of out of uh, mountains out of molehills. Well, actually, not even molehills. It just makes mountains out of nothing. Yeah. Just you know, because it, it needs to sell the this idea of of uh, of victimhood, like based off of I- embellishments and based off of things that are like n- not yeah. factual. Again, and this is not a saying that racism doesn't exist, but we have to be able to differentiate racism and white supremacy you know like a lot of people they bunch all that oh you're racist you're white supremacist you know what i mean like well hold on the whole white supremacy thing is based off of um what do they call it uh systemic racism Mm -hmm. so then at that point that again this goes back to what you're saying perception and assumption please point out where you're seeing this Oh well, it's because, but there's really no no answer. Right, I, we get no answers from that and because he's, it's the boogeyman. I, and I'm about to, I'm about to read something, and this kind of will put you in 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 the mindset of where people are when it comes to this particular topic, and like how they're essentially grasping at straws here, and it also correlates with what we're going to talk about later with Bill Maher and talking about cultural appropriation and how things are not good enough for the left ever uh, <laughs> because the uh, because of Lin-Manuel Miranda's new musical In the Heights and he failed it, us. It's a, it's a whole Latino cast, but apparently that is not good enough. We're going to get into that later. But this correlates with the idea that nothing is ever good enough. So as we know... Juneteenth just got voted in to be a federal holiday. So that means that's a paid holiday, everything like that. Well, I don't know if you've noticed, but since that has happened, a lot of people have been saying, oh, well, fuck all that. That's uh, that's the white man pandering to us. What about this, this, and that? So again, the idea that nothing is good enough. Yeah. It's like, all right, well, you're getting a federal holiday based off of something that factually took place. Yeah. Who I don't oppose that. No, I don't think anybody opposes that. Like, Cool, like that took place. 
It was it was uh it's based off of the the <laughs> the emancipation proclamation and the freedom of black slaves. Like all of that is is awesome. Like nobody I don't think anybody has a problem with that. Or they shouldn't have a problem with that. The only people you hear having an overwhelming problem with that is is the people that you would think would be pleased by it, yeah. which is the left, but yeah. but they don't. But so so this is a, a a quick little discussion that took place about Juneteenth and critical race theory. There is something so audacious, ironic, and diabolical about making Juneteenth a nationally recognized holiday, yet banning critical race theory in schools. A holiday our children can't be educated on. Are we in a simulation? We have to be. So how how is it that that children can't be educated on Juneteenth? Your yeah. This person is correlating black history with critical race th theory, which is two different things. Yeah. Teaching history and teaching a theory are two very different things. It would be like if I said, well, like if, if, I, if we have a, a, a podcast about sports, right? Yeah. And then I'm like, well, on, on this podcast, we're not going to ever discuss who's better Michael Jordan or LeBron James because they didn't play in the same era and there's no way we could ever get to the bottom of that of that debate yeah and then you are like oh well so you're just not going to teach about we're just not going to talk about the the history and the greatest of Michael Jordan well no I never said that yeah. I just said I don't think it's wise for us to bring up this theoretical debate on yeah. who would be better when we'll never be able to know no if if like who who would be better that is that is that like to kind of put it in 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 simple terms so what ended up happening after like i i read that that young ass um that that young ass uh, posting i said critical race theory is theory juneteenth has actual historical context one is factual and the other is far-fetched and radical ideas person responds so you're saying theory is what? Nonsensical, irrelevant? Are critical race theory and Juneteenth not interrelated? Everything begins and ends in theory. And I said, I see it as national business, but theory itself is not relevant by no means until de definitive and measurable, which critical race theory is not. It remains just theory. Juneteenth, on the other hand, is a celebration of something that actually took place. And then it said, then the, the person responded uh, that it's rooted in truths. Systemic racism. Well, is that a truth? Yeah. Discrimination. Is that a truth? And like stuff like that. And I said, systemic racism and discrimination are matters of perception. The, per the perception of summing up equality of opportunity with equality of outcome. Yeah. Certain races do better than others. Is that systemic? If yeah. so, then why do Asians, Indians, and certain African immigrants generally do better than whites? How come discrimination doesn't hold them back if it is indeed measurable? For these reasons and more critical race theory is flawed and poorly formulated even on its best day. 
and and surely like that was the end of the the back and forth because you have nothing to say after that because no, no. right there it just got dismantled because and now we're going to get into like what exactly critical race theory is critical race theory is essentially like the white man is bad and they're a boogeyman and like they're holding you back at every turn of your life yeah well, that's easily dismantled because no. there are races that are doing better than whites right now. So if that is indeed the case, how yeah. is this critical race theory something that's real if, if, if it only seems to be holding back certain races? How are Nigerians doing so good? Better than whites. That's what I said. Certain um, African immigrants, certain uh, Asians and Indians, yeah. like, generally <laughs> speaking, doing better. And it's like, well, you ought to do some research on what the fuck they're looking at. What playbook is that? But then you see other people in this thread, and it's interesting, like, the way they think. It's like, listen, I pulled my kids out of a predominantly Mexican school where the only black figures they had on the wall were Michael Jackson and Sammy Sosa. Let that marinate in your brain. Like, <laughs> this idea that, like, like, first off, you don't even know what the, well, we don't need, that doesn't even talk about what the curriculum of the school is. Yeah. So just because they had those people on the wall doesn't mean <laughs> that they even teach anything about them. Yeah. <laughs> and there's so much more there's so much more to like education than just this idea of oh well who's black who's not yeah what took place like yes i agree wholeheartedly with history teach it a hundred percent yeah but in teaching history it seems like the left is very void of the fact that number one the fact that the, the emancipation proclamation even was able to come to be yeah. was because white people also fought in the civil war. Like yeah. I that's what's so funny about that. Like for as much for as much as people want to talk about slavery and how it was like this grave sin and this awful thing and everything like that, huge, huge blemish and mistake of history, fine, okay, like I'll 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 ride with you on that. But are you also not going to acknowledge the idea that like it was something that was corrected or yeah. through bloodshed, mind you. Yeah, death, death. Like you know, there's war. There's death in war. If you feel that passionate about something and you're fighting for something, you ought to respect that. And then also look at the grand whole thing. Like don't don't. Oh well, whites wanted us wanted us to not have rights. Well, yeah, but then also other whites fought for that. And you ought to stop thinking so much about race and start thinking about, like, the character of a person. You know what I mean? Because it goes back to what we were talking about in pre-production. How, how, like, there's this recurring theme in Quentin Tarantino movies where it always kind of pits a white man and a black man working together and getting along and fighting something bigger than them. Right. You know what I mean? Even in situations, because now I'm thinking about uh, Pulp Fiction, even in situations when they're at odds... Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, and 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 it's true. Like, there's bigger things than than, oh, he's white or he's black, and 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 also, as a child, which children are impressionable, you have to think about what type of mindset are you allowing your children to have. 
And that's uh, where that viral video comes in oh, about yeah. that dad. It looks like he's like at some sort of school meeting surrounded by a bunch of parents and teachers and everything like that. And he seems to be from at least the video, what the video shows, the only black person that you can see yeah. uh, in the frame. Two medical degrees. Right. And he goes on to say, you know, how are we teaching critical race theory? How was I oppressed? Like, I have two medical degrees. Yes. And he talks about his struggles. Yes. Like, I think he mentions, like, his mom wasn't around a lot because she worked or his yeah. dad wasn't around a lot. He worked or I, I don't I don't know the details of, of like his personal his uh, his personal history. But it seemed like he had his share of struggles. Yeah. And yet and still he's there saying, yeah, I don't want my kids to be taught that they're less than and some white kid is better just because of of this this idea that you want to push that doesn't exist. Look yeah. at what I am. Look at my accomplishments. That shows you that that doesn't exist. Yeah. And, and then he kept it real. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm in a hospital and I direct people that look like you guys. How is that possible? Exactly. How is that possible that I'm the one like over white people? And it's like, well, because, well, if you're good at what you do, you're good at what you do. And, regardless and, of your race. And and what he's saying there speaks to our theory that we've developed over the years where people that ride on that idea so much that is is really just based off of off of envy. Because if you notice the people of color that have money and are successful that believe in that they typically seem to be like more of the elitist. Yeah. But the people of color that have money that don't believe in that. Yeah. You know, because they're successful or whatever the case, like th there's a lot more of them it seems like. It's so funny that you just said that shit because it kind of it, it goes back to uh, I was actually going to Prager, you had like a little quote. They did like a little me, well, a little quote that they shared, and I thought that it it kind of spoke about the theme of this, but without the race. And then you talked about that, and uh, this is what it says: it "says the man who ma <clears throat> the man who damns money has obtained it dishonorably. The man who respects it has earned it." I do feel, uh, although like if you're in an elitist group or you're like an elitist white, I don't feel that you've earned it dishonorably. Who am I to say that? I don't know. Yeah. But that's like those people that say, oh, Jay-Z's the, the, the Illuminati. Yeah. Like that type of shit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I think when you've been in the circle of like, oh, everything is plush, everything is good, and you don't know what it is to earn it, you get this sense of like, oh, I know better than these people type of thing. And that's how you get that elitist yeah, type of viewpoint. Exactly. As opposed to... It's like, yeah. poor you, you're yeah. poor. Like, I, I'm going to go buy this bag now, but... I know what's better for you, though. I know what's... Exactly. And it's like, no, no, you don't. You don't even know how the world works, really. Exactly. It's and like your, you work, your mom and dad might know how it works, or yeah. your grandfather, like, whoever, like got you to where you're at they might know how this shit yeah. works but like somehow in all their hard work or whatever that shit got lost on you and like it never like translated exactly which is important to note because you're only one generation away from losing it all and 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 people don't realize that you have to as a parent as someone that's teaching 
a child just because you have money does not mean that that's going to fix things or be your kids are going to be better off because if you don't teach them what it is to earn things and how things work then they're doomed for failure yeah you know what i mean because then you get these little snobby ass fucking kids who who think they know better they don't and the first instance of failure, they don't know what the fuck to do. As they opposed fucking to Anthony Bourdain himself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As opposed to someone who 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 grinded from the bottom, it's like, well, they know. They know what failure looks like. They had to deal with it from a child, from even not even their own failure. Mm-hmm. Could have been the failure of their parents. Yeah. Failure of their community. And they transcended that and they worked hard and they got to where they got. And that says something about like the doctor. The, with the two degrees that says something about his character which is like no I earned it yeah and I don't need someone to tell me that I'm less than when I know that I'm more yeah or, or better than what you think I am and, and it's it's a almost a, a a sentence of failure in life when at a young age you don't teach kids to live in a in a world of of meritocracy and like you're you you're teaching them essentially that there's this system in place and there are these people at the top who are all white that control this system and they go through and they point out like who's going to be successful and who's not yeah and because we're black or brown we don't get we're we're never going to get that finger pointed on us to be successful yeah and that's a horrible thing to teach like versus well a meritocracy it's like well it's based off of the merit that you put forth you get rewarded on that now granted i don't think that like it's a flawless meritocracy like yes is there a lot that goes on in business and in politics that's like based off of who you know and everything like that a hundred percent and who you're related to a hundred percent like we're, we're we're living and we're delving in reality here but overall generally speaking like if you work hard you jettison like all that victimhood yeah. you work hard mind your credit make the right moves with your money fucking what does what does larry elder say the three things are that that'll that'll statistically like 90 percent or over 90 percent of people it keeps them out of poverty is don't have a child before wedlock. Yeah. Uh, graduate high school, and and like don't get married before twenty one or something, something like, like that. that yeah. Like it's like three like things that everybody can do, do can yeah. can do, and like at least according to statistics, at very least you'll be able to bypass poverty. Now yeah. where you go from that is like based off of where you take it and and everything like that. That's what we're we're talking about. And then the more people that do that and the more success you see with that, then you start to delve into a realm of, well, now your race and your people and your culture can have their own share of nepotism. Because I understand that people be like, oh, well, look at this guy. He's the CEO of a company. And... Um, that company was passed down through generations or whatever and or like or this guy has his position just because he's somebody's nephew or whatever yes that's nepotism and i get how like at times that could be frustrating because like that's not like that's not a meritocracy that's now granted that doesn't mean that person is not qualified because i've seen cases and situations 
where it was nepotism, but also happens to be that that person is super qualified also for the position. Yeah. But we also have seen cases where they're they're not qualified for it. And I could see how that could be frustrating to people. But that's why individuality and meritocracy is so important, because typically what happens is people start to understand, OK, well, this is how this system, this particular system works, not like this grand system of racism. I'm not talking about that, but like this field or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So then what what the person that 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 is based off of individual off of individuality and meritocracy, what they're going to see is, well, obviously, this is not a meritocracy. I could only get myself so far in this realm based off of like my hard work. So now you start to think, well, based off of my attributes, what's yeah. something else I could do to elevate myself? Yep. And that's kind of largely how we've operated. It's like, all right, well, you know, we've excelled in many places in our life, but at the same time, we're like, well, you know what? Like, I still like the idea of like entrepreneurship. I like the idea of like not owing anybody favors. I like the idea of individuality. And that's how you're able to yep. get stories like ours where it's just like, damn, these guys do that, but they also do this. And then like, you yeah. become a person of, of many hats, if you will, you only get to that point when you realize what you yourself are capable of instead of bitching and moaning about, oh, well, this just system, it's not fair, and like, what am I gonna do? Yeah. And that's what's so great about not teaching critical race theory is that when you teach, when you don't teach that everything is unfair and unjust, when somebody does come across something that is unfair and unjust, one, they have the tools to to like to remedy the situation to a certain degree. But two, they're typically elevated to the point where they can like do something about it to better their life versus being on the ground level your whole life because you were of the idea that well no point in trying to take a step up the rung of the ladder because everything is unfair and unjust it's like oh okay well i'm fucking I i'm going up the ladder i'm going up the ladder okay damn i see like a rung or two is broken all right well while i've been growing up the ladder like i learned you know to be more agile so maybe i could jump those rungs and like you know you learn how to like circumvent the situation versus well i'm just gonna stay here on the ground because yeah. it's like there's shit up there that's like unfair and unjust and i don't want to deal with that <laughs> government cut me a check you know yeah 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 but i mean i think i think too like just the nature of things can feel unjust like well, nature is unjust, yeah. like to a degree, like, or, or is it perfectly just? That's another thing that yeah. that's like a very philosophical question is the fact that like the lion is faster and stronger and just in many cases, just smarter than the zebra. Like, yeah. is that unjust or is that perfectly just? Is that, yeah. well, he's faster and smarter and stronger. He should be able to eat this thing you get what i'm saying yeah. like i don't know like that would that could be like a whole philosophical discussion in itself yeah is uh, is the nature of things unjust or perfectly just but, but go ahead yeah. with your point yeah well no it it, it, it kind of goes into into that realm because i remember having well not really a debate it was a question this girl said she asked me oh you versus a lion who wins i was like well it depends like i was like well where are we at what do i have 
right? Right. And then she was like, well, no, no, no. I'm just saying, like, just used to. I was like, yeah, but, like, the terrain, is there, like, highs? Is there lows? What? Where Where am I placed? And right. If, if, if it's just me in a cage with this wild beast, well, I'm no done. Way. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm done. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I was like, I'm dead. But, I'm dead. But now is it open land? Do I have weapons? Am I able to hide? Does he even know I'm there? Yeah. yeah. 100%. And that's, that's, it's actually great that you brought up that example because that's the thing that critical race theory doesn't want to do. What it wants to do is, oh, slavery took place. And since then, motherfuckers been holding you down. It's just like, well, no, let's ask the question. Has it been holding everybody down? Yeah. The ones that it hasn't been holding down, how wasn't it able to hold them yeah, down? Yeah. It's like, damn, what did they do in their 20s? Oh, they didn't have kids. Yeah. Oh, they saved money. Oh, yeah, they minded yeah. their credit. So then does this thing that holds people down, does it hold everybody down or yeah. does it hold some? That's what I'm saying. Like now you get to into the schematics of 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 what the situation actually is versus oh, well fucking like the 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 six have you heard of the 1619 project? Yeah, yeah. So the 1619 Maybe, yeah. project is something it, it's a school of thought that essentially they 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 don't want uh, people to celebrate July Fourth, seventeen seventy six, which is the day that the Declaration of Independence was signed, which is essentially the beginning of our country. Yeah, what they want is, I don't know what date, but it's in the year sixteen nineteen because yeah. that's when like the first slaves were brought over. So essentially, it's like, oh well, the history of this country starts from that day yeah and again it's like you really don't want to look at all the good shit like you just want to focus on the bad and like whatever you know and 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 the bad and also the bad that is not exclusive to this country slavery took place like in a lot of places yeah, in the world yeah. not just this country we're all descendants of slavery if, if you if you go back long enough you know what i mean so so that's the thing like people don't want to look at look at the real and then not only that but like you look at this stuff and it's like it's so biased as well we'll say the new georgia laws are, are the new jim crow what about the welfare law like if, if, if you really want to look into the effects of these things regardless of if it was to help anybody the welfare state well if you're going to be critical of georgia laws and you have no nothing to back that up well let's look at the welfare state let's look at the history let's look at the years let's look from the 60s to the 90s what happened you know what i mean yeah and people don't want to have that conversation well people do want to have that conversation the left doesn't necessarily want to have that conversation because certain statistics that have been uh, invoked because of like the timing they they they, they don't want to talk about that and it's yeah. like well do you want to help people or do you just want like some excuse? Because no, if you want to help people, I, then I, you'll really. I truly no. think that, and I'm not even delving into conspiracy or anything like that. This is what I truly believe. I truly believe that the communist mindset throughout the, the terrain of the world throughout the terrain of the planet has spread to the point where they understand 
that if we want to be in control, we have to sell the idea of victimhood. Like that is how we get the votes we need to be yeah. in power. Because if you think about it, creates jealousy. A hundred percent. But if you think about it, what you get with that is like you look at China. From what I've read, I'm no expert, but from what I've read with China, it's about a million people in the government, not really including the military, just like the people that run the government. It's like a million in a country of of over a billion people. Yeah. So those million they live better than like any king or queen ever did. You yeah. could like better than anything you could ever imagine, really. And what you have is essentially a billion of fucking people that like just like fuel that machine that serves that billion, that million. Yeah. And so, what these people, which some of them are very smart, what they've realized is is this could be in different countries and yeah. we could have this control and imagine what a fucking uh, uh what if, if a billion hamster wheels can do this what does five billion hamster wheels yeah. do and so and then that's what you do essentially you create the hamster the so, art of the finesse. so i don't we don't <laughs> want you to critically think yeah. about anything um. Uh, uh. Well, we want you to critically think about race theory. We do want you to critically think about that, yeah. but 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 not so critical where you realize that it's it's nonsense. You know, we need you to think about it critically in 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 the in the perspective that you're a victim. Yeah, and that's what you get. So you sell victimhood, and and if you look at, at how communists have worked throughout the history of their existence. It's always been through victimhood. It's always been through, oh, well, you're the worker. Look at the guy at the top. He doesn't even like work in the factory, yet he has all this money, and you're over here yeah. struggling to pay your bills. But it has changed in recent years because what we've realized, in, especially in this country, is like the working man himself has realized that the blue-collar working man has realized is like, damn... Like I could get way more for myself than the government could get for me. Yeah. So now we're pivoting away from all right. Let's go after the working man yeah. because the left has generally like they've lost the vote of the working man. I would say. Yeah, it's always been the rich versus the poor. Right, exactly. Yeah. And now it's more of a, all right. Well, how else can we sell that people are victims? Yeah. Oh well, race, weight, gender, yeah. sexuality, like all of yeah. that. But even the sexuality one is kind of not working anymore because yeah. like I like we've talked about before on the show, I've never in my life seen through like in social media or even like out in, in the streets so many gay Republicans because yeah. now yeah. being on the right is no longer like necessarily staunchly associated with being like like a uh, religious or spiritual yeah <laughs> now it's kind of more of a cultural thing yeah 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 but it's crazy it's crazy because at the end of the day like i said and, and if you notice like they're they play chess too because since who the the, the left because oh, yeah. if you notice if you notice since many gay people have realized well i don't necessarily have to rock with the left because like they're not on what i'm yeah. on now it's become like even even the gay flag if you notice it's changed it went from like just a it was like the colorful it was just a rainbow flag to now like it incorporates 
uh like uh inter like intersectionality and transgenderism let me find it for you um so before it was just the colors of the rainbow so uh i have it i know i, I have it here somewhere let me just here we go so this is the flag now so so Jesus. what it is is horizontally it's still the colors of the rainbow red orange yellow green blue purple but on the side of it that's making like a like a inverted uh, or like a sideways triangle if you will then you have like the transgender and like intersection I, I don't know what all that shit means but i know like the the baby blue and the pink and the white i think that's like transgender that's like the spectrum of transgender yeah and then i don't know what the brown and the black are but that's like the flag now that they're rocking because and if you notice what i've noticed about that it, 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 I found it interesting because before it was just the rainbow flag. Yeah. But now it's kind of like, well, that's not good enough anymore. Yeah. And it's it's almost like, well, we got to <laughs> appeal to more people because we're even losing some of those people. Yeah. And yeah. what's interesting about like a person like Caitlyn Jenner running for governor and being a, a Republican, Republican yeah. it's like, I wonder now if they're thinking, fuck, now we can't even hold on to the transgenders. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. that's why I feel like you see them like fighting so hard for the race one. Yeah. Because as history progresses, we the the, the nation is becoming more of a melting pot. Yeah. So it will be easier now though. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. you're having more people, you're having more people that are mixed race. Yeah. So now like if you can get like if you can get a foothold on the race aspect, yeah. In the future, especially in this country, you can you can get a you can yeah. get a, a a lot of a lot of people. Now the money doesn't go enter that far. enter the apes <laughs> and like it's just like you know what I'm saying or, yeah. or, or or enter guys like the that 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 uh, parent yeah. that, at that at that at that at that uh, meeting that really throws a monkey wrench in there because it's like, well, these people are saying one thing, but we are showing you yeah, yeah. another thing. This is not that we're saying. This is the truth. Come fuck with your neighbor and see how we live. <laughs> What's that line yeah. that Jay-Z has? Yeah. It's like, uh, come uh, see what, what your neighbor, neighbor about. about. Come see what your new neighbor about. Yeah, like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that, yeah. I think, is very scary to them. Yeah, because, I mean, the... Uh, the real is always gonna like be real no you can't you can't like if you if you took a fake gold chain which is what they are and you fucking put it in water that shit's gonna start turning green and what the fuck but you put gold in water it's gonna it's gonna be gold because it's fucking gold right so that's what's real so you guys keep changing and, and the thing is it, for for right now it, it's a lot easier I feel because to, to push that agenda I mean, look at the inflation. Look at the, re the upcoming recession. You know, when things aren't prosperous, of course, it's easier to get people more to, on the on the left. Yeah. Right? Which actually then begs to question, is this why? Like, yeah, you, you guys are being so friendly for the people that are out of work? Because I literally, one thing that I've seen common, I mean, almost every restaurant, Almost every store now hiring, now hiring, now hiring, hiring new people, hiring, hiring. There's companies paying people to to, to apply. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's like, wait, wait, wait a minute. Unemployment is where, and why are these people hiring then? Right. What is going on? And then you start delving deeper into that. Oh wow, these unemployment benefits are really good. 
you've kind of trained people to stay home now. And now people don't want to go to the, don't want to work because they're like, oh, well, no, I'm getting paid pretty decent and I'm home and shit's pretty decent. Like, well, I'm going to ride this one out. Yeah. And, and it starts making you think like, damn, like, is this really a conspiracy or is this what the left wants you to get on? Right? Yeah. Is this where the UBI thing starts getting introduced? Oh, here, no, you know what? We're going to pay you guys $1,000 a month. And so... It's like this, is you want to yeah. take away like the incentives the, and the, yeah the incentives and like that that fighting spirit the the spirit that would rebel against something like critical race theory yeah because it's like well no like I could buy a house in a nice neighborhood yeah. like I could drive a nice car yeah. I could reach a level of up more mobility that I want it's like well no like little little by little you could take that away and then yeah. they want to start younger and younger but income all of these uh, Republican governors, Ron DeSantis sort of being the leader of that pack, they're like, nah, we're not going to be teaching this bullshit yeah. in our schools. Like, by no means is that saying we're not going to teach history, black yeah. history, whatever have you, but we're not going to teach critical race theory, which is the theory and the perception of victimhood yeah. across the board. And cool. it really just teaches hatred, yeah. you know, in it uh, to many people. So, yeah. It's divisive. Um... You're not going to get a breakdown like that anywhere else, just so you guys know. Um, yep. And that's why you should continue to tune in. Tell every, your friends about us. <laughs> every week. <laughs> but yeah, so jumping into the next uh, topic, CNN, as we know, uh, since Trump has left office, they have been on a downward slope of, <laughs> of ratings. Um, Brian Stelter being the leader of that downward slope um from what i understand in 2021 he's lost over 70 percent of his viewership yeah and it's interesting because along with losing so much viewership it's it's caused the discussion to sort of bubble up about the mainstream media cable news the network CNN and people have been talking about it, including Joe Rogan, where he recently had uh, Kyle Kaliski on his uh, from Secular Talk on his podcast. And they were talking about because, yeah. you know, Kyle Kalinsky, he's on the left. He has his own show on YouTube. I watch it sometimes. It's decent. Like I don't agree with anything that he says. He's like super left. But uh, but it you know, I like to to watch it and and be apprised of you know what the other side is talking about and where their mindset is but joe rogan was was having a discussion with him and joe rogan was talking about how trash brian stelter show has been yeah for the longest and and it really has been like brian stelter is like i mean i don't know i i don't know if i should say like he's definitely worse than chris cuomo i don't know if he's worse than don lemon because don lemon is pretty fucking low yeah but but he's 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 bad but the main example that Joe Rogan brought up was very, very interesting. I don't know if you remember this. This was around the time of the election, and and Brian Stelter discussed how, like, just insane. He thought that there were people on YouTube that have a bigger viewership yeah. than certain shows on CNN, including his being one of those. You're a fake ass bitch. And but. But the, this idea that like, and Joe Rogan said it, you know, this is not verbatim, but he said it similar to this. It's like, 
well, where does this idea come from that you're entitled to viewers? Yeah, yeah. At what point are you going to start realizing? And again, that goes back to like that elite, that elitism that we're talking about. You're not trying, you're not delving and, yeah. and operating in a meritocracy. You are so far removed from what's going on in the yeah. world that one, you don't know what people want. Yeah. You know what people want to see or listen to. And two, like you don't even know how the world works anymore. So now you're upset and surprised and think it's crazy and insane that Crowder gets more views than you. Well, yeah. at, at what point do you stop and ask yourself, well, maybe he's doing a better job than I am. Yeah. And and self-reflection. A hundred percent. Like, oh, you, who do you think that? Because th these these people are not genuine. No, not at all. You know, Chris Cuomo is not genuine. Neither is he. Neither is Don Lemon. Like, y'all aren't genuine. You push an agenda. And the thing is, you, all you have to do, and you don't even have to like the guy. You could be a leftist. You watch a, 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 a Crowder episode, they're having fun. They're talking. They make their points. Yes, of course, it's going to be biased to the right, but they're real. You know what I mean? Like, Bill Maher on the left, real. He keeps it real. People like real. So if you can't keep it real... And not only that, then you have an agenda because then uh, we we can introduce the whole Jen Psaki interview. You're literally asking her, how can we, as CNN, push Biden's agenda? Well, is that your job? Is that your job to push someone's agenda? Or is it your job to ask questions to get to the meat and potatoes of all this shit? And well, no. Of course, for you, it's like, well, let's push Biden's agenda. No matter how horrible it is, no matter how fucking terrible everything is going, Let's just push this agenda. This is my, well, this is what I want to do. How can I do this, right. Jen Psaki? And, and then you, now you're baffled and upset yeah. when people see through that. Yeah. And then you go to C-SPAN and the callers at C-SPAN, it's just a <laughs> wave of people calling in. And, yeah. and it's funny because the C-SPAN anchor, he had like a smirk on his face because it was like, you know, he has to be pro professional and unbiased and everything yeah. like that. But at the same time, you could see in his face yeah. the disbelief that the, Brian Stelter being on C-SPAN, a guest on C-SPAN, yeah. is is getting this wave and this slew of people that don't fuck with him. And like you yeah. can't help but to smirk because it's it, like from a neutral standpoint, it is pretty funny. It's like, like fuck, like they, ha they hate this guy. Like what the yeah. fuck, you know? And, and like just <laughs> people are do? calling in and it's like, Oh, is that Brian Stelter? His show is garbage. Like he no. promotes the most uh, misinformation that I've ever seen. Like, and then no. it's and then you hear because of the accents that it's people from all over the nation. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like it's like wow. At, at what point, if you're Brian Stelter, yeah. do you look in the mirror and be like, "Fuck, I got the biggest podcaster calling my show trash. I got C-SPAN viewers obliterating me on the network." Yeah. And my ratings are down 70-something percent in this year since Donnie T. Donnie T was my bread and butter. Yeah. Like, at, at what point are you going to be like, this? it's me. Like, yeah. I fucking, I suck. You know, and like, either do I, I pivot now or like, what do I do? You you get what I'm saying? At what point do you be like, man, we got to get this man elected, reelected again. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's my bread and butter. <laughs> but yeah, it's, well, we said that though. Remember we said when Donald Trump leaves... CNN, yeah, it's gonna go downhill because you guys are like the hate Donald Trump network, and when the problem with that is, 
you're not news. <laughs> you're not news. You're not journalists. You guys suck. They're, act- they're activists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and and, and well, th- you live and die by the woke. Yeah, and and only I think you you'd have to be pretty moronic like not to see it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like I don't I don't, I don't know the last time I've come across anybody that thought yeah. CNN was news. Like even every time like I've tuned in to CNN, yeah. like I'm tuning in to see them spew their shit. Like yeah. I'm not tuning in because I think I'm going to be informed. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I wanna, like I want to see a, a train wreck essentially. <laughs> so like uh, let me let's see what's going on on the train, train wreck network. And they have historic moments that like you'll never forget. You'll never forget the time when that journalist from CNN was like, it's mostly peaceful. Classic. Come on. And if you guys haven't seen it, you've been living under a rock, and you need to go to YouTube and check that video out. Just put mostly peaceful protest. And you're going to see well, a also, fucking town ablaze. And, and But it's so crazy because, like, those mental gymnastics that they do, like, if you... It's funny when you apply it to other things. Yeah. It's just like, it'll be like, oh, the storming of the Capitol. Well... It was a mostly peaceful storming of the Capitol. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can literally use their rationale and make everything peaceful. Everything. And, it, yeah. and it says, oh, the... Yeah. the <laughs> Joe Biden is mostly coherent. Mostly. We need to forget. Oh, and that's another one. Joe Biden the other day was like, he got oh asked God. a tough question. Um. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's been a couple doozies. First, he was asked like uh, a hard question. And he got mad and he just started like berating the reporter. Yeah, and the reporter because and the reporter was like, it w- and it was a CNN reporter. Yeah, not like a, a TV anchor, but like one of the the writing ones. Yeah, and uh, and it was funny because I I think didn't she say something along the lines of maybe you're not cut out for this business? Like she yeah. got greasy with yeah. him, which was which was good on her. But nobody checked. No, there was no articles about oh look at President Joe Biden disrespecting man. If that was Trump. They would ate him alive. Did you see the 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 one? I didn't even mean to get into all of this because like Joe Biden, like it's just it's rough. Like the, yeah. the, just watching it, but um, when they asked about Putin, the, yeah, and he was like, and he was like, they're like, uh, well, in the past you've called Putin a killer. Do you still feel that way? Is He's that? like, well, um, I felt that he did things that, well, yeah, that question. I, I just—it's <laughs> so—it's weird. No, but like, he stayed it, it, quiet it, for like thirty seconds. Yeah, dude, like that's like crazy. That's like the leader of the free world, and and nanny, where's my supper? That's what I felt like he should have said afterwards. <laughs> they just wheelchair I don't know, him off. Dude, that's it's rough. <laughs> like, it was, it, it, it's it, it's getting to the point. Honestly, on some real shit. Before we get into the the last and final segment of the of the episode. It's getting to the point where it's like, is it like, we know you're not like, is he, is like, is he really ill? And like, are we like talking about like a, a sick, like person with dementia now? Yeah. And if that's the case, the people around him, do they not see that? Yeah. And if that's the case, how scary is it the idea that there's like these there are really handlers like this guy is literally a puppet and there are handlers who are these fucking handlers you know like like his his mind state and and like the like what he displays every time he's in public it really does like bring out a slew of like really questions (laughs) that could like depending on the answer of those questions could like 
lead you to a dark place? Like, what is going on in that White House? Who's yeah. really in control? Who's going into those meetings? Is it him, really? And if so, how could you even make out anything that he talked about? Exactly. Or is he yeah. sending somebody? And, like, who is this person that's being sent? Like, yeah. nah, 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 nah. That's, yeah. like, some wild, wild, wild shit. And, yeah. and that's why everybody that, that you, you hear... Like they keep bringing up, oh, Kamala's going to be president soon. Kamala's going to be president soon. Kamala's going to be president soon. Yeah. On the left and the right. So, I don't know. It begs the question. We will see. Definitely. And finally, closing out the episode with this final quick segment. Uh, we talked about Bill Maher last week. He called college a scam. He continues to be a culture warrior. Uh, I know... Twitter has to think that Bill Maher is become a right winger. I don't know what's going on, but again, fighting the cultural battle on, in the trenches of cultural warfare. Yeah. He discusses <laughs> uh, a new HBO original, In the Heights, written and produced by Lin Manuel Miranda, the guy who wrote and and created Hamilton the musical, yeah. which. I never knew much about it, but essentially, like, uh, from what Bill Maher describes it as, like, he turned the Founding Fathers black and Hispanic, and it's kind of like a hip-hop version of, of that of that time frame, if you Badass. will. And in this new production that he has in the Heights, it's uh, all black and Hispanic cast, but... It's, it wasn't good enough, according to what Bill Maher said, because I think two things. One, in the description, it's still uh, described as Latino instead of Latinx. So that seems to like upset people very much. I've talked about it before on this show. Latinx is stupid. Like whoever uses that phrase doesn't know how spanish works and i'm not even like spanish is not even my first language like i i grew up in my household speaking yeah. english yeah. but i know that in spanish everything is given a gender yeah yeah and so if you call me latinx you're giving me permission to dick slap you okay that, that yeah that, <laughs> that's the face that's, you made. That's, that's extreme don't ever call me that <laughs> don't call me that don't no that's stupid it's stupidity it's dumb don't call me that and i think latinos ought to like because i feel like even in gauge park where we grew up they're starting to push that shit but, nah, it's, 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 but that. what's so funny about it is like if you are really going to like delve into like the idea of of latinx being a thing you literally would have to change the whole language no. of Spanish because everything is giving a gender. So, yeah. like, for instance, if somebody is a Latina or a Latino, Latino is masculine, Latina is feminine. Zapato, that's shoe, that's, like, that's, that's masculine. Yeah. But now it would be Zapatex. Yeah. Caro, car... Car X. X. Like, it's so fucking stupid. Not Did like, you mean Uber X? Because everything has a gender yeah. in Spanish. So it's it's so fucking stupid. But anyway, apparently that was the rage. And Bill Maher's like, you know, nothing is ever good enough anymore. Here's this guy that created Hamilton that, you know, people of color loved and, and, and swore by. And then now this other work that has a mostly black and Hispanic uh, cast... But again, it's not good enough. Just like with the Juneteenth shit, it's, oh, it's not good enough fucking, uh, what about cr teaching critical race theory yeah. and like all this other shit? 
Jesus Christ. And he hits the nail on the head. He's like, yeah. literally, this is the product of bad parenting, this idea that yeah. it's like like bad, bad children throwing a tantrum. Yeah. You got this toy. It's not good enough. You wanted another toy and another toy and another toy. And nobody ever told you that the world doesn't work like that. Sit down and shut the fuck up. Yeah. And it's just wild that like he he continues to go in this in this direction. And it shows you how much politics has yeah. changed. It's the white guy defending you. Remember that Bill Maher. He didn't have to talk about it. And he's defending, uh, what, what is he? He's Latino too? Or no? Lin Manuel Miranda, yeah. Yeah. So there you go. It's like logic transcends race. Yes. Being rational transcends race. It just means that you're keeping things real. Bill Maher, without, you know, uh, or, or with his whatever politics that he, he carries, he still keeps it real. And yeah, it's like, well, like do I agree real. with him on on religion? No. Do I agree with him on taxes? No. <laughs> uh, I think he is a gun rights advocate, so I guess we would agree on on that. But there's a lot of things that I don't agree with him no. on. But yet and still, you could give somebody yeah. the credit for a valid point that they make. And then again, yeah. that's that's where I think. Guys like him are so pivotal because it's it's one of those things where it's just like, listen, we can't even get to the important shit because we're worried about all this clown ass yeah. goofy shit. Yeah. Meanwhile, you got China building cities and and building a military and trying to take over the world. Yeah. And we're talking about oh, there were no you you didn't use Latinx. There were no Af oh, and then what was the other thing I forgot before we close out? The other thing that people were upset about was that um, there were no Afro Latinos yeah. in it. So there were Latinos, but no Afro Latinos. So they should have casted me. Right, and yeah. I could have saved the day. <laughs> you know, and but well, I never got that phone. The director call. failed you. I never got that phone call. So yes. Canceling Manuel Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> Great ass shit. But yeah, it's like, and, and to me, Emmanuel Miranda, that, that's where he fucked up. Where you have to don't apologize. Well, and, then, and yeah, and then that was the that was the cherry on top because he ends up apologizing. No. And Bill Maher really drove into his ass because it's like, what the fuck are you apologizing for? Yeah. Fuck these motherfuckers, yeah. number one. Like, you wrote Hamilton. You wrote like this shit that like apparently fucking Rotten Tomatoes and everybody loves, which if Rotten Tomato loves it, I'm inclined to believe that yeah. it's not that great with the shit that they've been on lately. Yeah. But still, motherfuckers fuck with it. Don't apologize. Yeah. Tell them to kick rocks. And and, and to me, it, it goes into even like the point of making art because you kind of have to make it for yourself. Well, that's well, that's why, like, you, like all of this is is the the perfect phrase for it is truly cultural Marxism because that's how the Marxists yeah. operate. Like, they they don't like the idea of religion or God or anything like uh, that transcends the norm. Yeah. Again, mer do away with meritocracy. Yeah. It's a system. We're yeah. all beholden to this system, and it's unfair. There's that aspect of it. And then art, like if you look at like when Mao Zedong took over China, they destroyed all a, a bunch of art because again, yeah. art, if you think about, aside from being an expression of individuality or 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 of a specific collective, like yeah. a band making a song together, like it's like these 
group of people created something that transcended their, their self yeah. they don't they don't want that you know yeah. and so that's why like art movies writing music it'll it gets attacked because yeah. it's like well we don't need you to think individually yeah we need we you need to push to, this agenda we need you to either push an agenda or think like the collective yeah and, and, and you know we've all had that moment where we listen to the right lyrics at the right moment in our life and we're like god damn like i'm over here thinking i'm the only one going through this shit yeah look at this like and it's like it, it's inspiring because it's so real and raw yeah you know like look at someone to love we we're not you're not a drug dealer i'm not a drug addict but never, we never sold a drug a day in my life. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like we we were telling a story and in the passion of telling a story of things that we've seen, there was no political motive behind that. There was a, we just made a song. Like we made a song that that captured something real. Yeah. Captured something real and like it was told with like a lot of fire and, and vigor and and people fuck with it. Yeah. Exactly. And it's funny you brought that up before we close out. Because what you just said, um, I had a moment like that, like an awe-inspiring moment recently. I, I mean, I've heard this song a lot. I know you know about it. It's on the Carter Five, uh, Famous. Yeah, great song. Yeah, and, and what's badass about, about that song is like, I listened to it and I th I've you know thought about you know what a blessing it is to have this platform of, mu of, uh, of the podcast. And like, you know, we've been discussing like, writing more music lately aside from like our other endeavors and stuff like that and like it's kind of interesting like when you tell people like like what we do and people tune in and 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 they check out like you know the show and 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 you know the shit that we're on and everything like that and like you you find yourself at a certain level and you start to wonder like what it is that people like rock with you for you know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. like, do you rock with me? Like, if I wasn't this, would I still, would you still rock with me type of thing and yeah. everything like that? And in that record, Lil Wayne, uh, he talks about like, you know, gold diggers dig until they find oil. Yeah. And like, you could tell that he's gone through certain moments in life where it's just like, yeah. man, like I'm at a place where it's like, like I, I, who's real and who isn't, and yeah. everything like like that. And I and it was, it's badass what he says. He's like, uh, uh, may my acceptance speech be short and sweet. Like thank yeah. God and fuck fame. And it's just, <laughs> it's so shit. real. And yeah. it was like I, I remember and recently listening to that song and like having like an awe inspiring feeling yeah. that you just described that art creates, yeah. and that is something that like a person like like a, a communist regime they would not want that nope. you they would not want you to be able to have such a moment yeah and that's why they dismantle things that give you those type of moments that's smart religion spirituality um because uh, i mean you and i we've we've performed at, at at churches before and i don't know if you remember how great the sermon was yeah. At, at when we had and and I yeah. think if not if if I'm not mistaken you said that sermon at that particular church that yeah. we performed that
kind of inspired you to write your verse oh, on yeah. Find Myself. Yeah, yeah. And so th that's what I'm saying. Like, look yeah. at like what spirituality can do, you yeah. know? And yeah. like, they don't, well, no, we, we, don't, we don't want that. We need you to think, because then if you, you just do get it, a eureka moment? Because then if you do it, then yeah. this motherfucker is going to want to do it. And then you motherfuckers are going to realize that you don't need us and our power is gone. And that's how that works. Yeah facts <laughs> well that's our episode for this week thank you guys so much for listening the show continues to grow because you guys keep listening so keep on listening remember if we talk about something that you know somebody would be interested in please share it with them we're on all podcast platforms we'll see you guys next week we're out peace peace